welcome to Reviewing Westeros, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for Game of Thrones on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David, how are you today? I'm very well, and happy birthday to you Matt. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, and we're back with the uh, premiere for the final season, I know we don't like to say final season, but that's the reality of the situation. Yes. Uh, for the final season of Game of Thrones, season 8, episode 1, called Winterfell, which most people couldn't find before the episode started. The, the name of the episode so oh, on okay. the on the HBO side of things um what did you think of the final season's premiere uh it was it was good actually it was a solid opening kind of laying everything out and and finding where everybody is um had some nice little set piece bits in it uh i i wasn't expecting sort of two you know no big battles or anything like that i wasn't really expecting anything like that this this episode uh there are a couple of little bits that not so much have issues with but maybe laugh and uh uh, just just because they reminded me of something but we'll we'll come to that when we we get to it um so yeah i mean overall i thought it was it was quite solid uh i like the the opening with you know Daenerys turning up at Winterfell um which is very reminiscent of the first time um Robert Baratheon turns up at Winterfell as well yeah um there is they they've started to to sort of put in that kind of symmetry stuff again which is nice um some uh creepy bits with with the people at the last hearth which was good you got to see Theon again and uh you got uh, the you know so you've got that sort of stuff with the grey joys, um, yeah. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great fun. Cool. Yeah, I think I mean in terms of like big big battle sequences, I don't think we expected them in episode one necessarily. It was kind of cool to see uh, to see Tormund say like you know you can kind of hear. I don't, I don't know how much you could hear, but I was trying to listen out for uh, like a marching army essentially. Um, yeah. When when Tormund was walking around with with everybody else. And I was kind of trying to listen for, like, is there footsteps somewhere? Like, where, where exactly mm. are they? Because uh, they all sort of fell down, didn't they, at the end of last season? I and, can't quite remember. Uh, yeah, and, like, it, isn't, it wasn't quite clear, like, exactly where they were. So, you were like, where, where's the Night King and everybody? And you're kind of listening for, like, well, not necessarily a, a quiet army because it's a few thousand uh, White Walkers uh, going around. But it seems like they sort of marched on and continued. Um, but in terms of, like... Essentially, getting back to Game of Thrones because you know we've been away for two years. We had a bunch of reu- reunions we needed to do, uh, and just getting back into the swing of things for Game of Thrones. I think this did a better job than what most other shows still managed to do, because uh, you you have like your average TV, then your good TV, then your, like your really really good TV, then you have like Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones and like yes. The Wire and stuff like that. Like you have your you have your really really good TV, then you have your critically acclaimed TV. Is what I'm I'm kind of trying to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so those kinds of shows do these sorts of things uh, a lot better than you know most other shows as well. Um, but uh, yeah, in terms of doing all that stuff, they did a great job. Um, but yeah, it was cool to it was it's cool to come back, see these characters, see the world, see what everybody's doing, and kind of try to see everybody's like next steps because. Even though it's fu- it's funny because I mean we have an email about this a bit later, in terms of the the squabbling and the political stuff and and all that, um, we still have like bits and pieces of that. But then you still have I I noticed definitely in this episode John's the main one that's like look the army of the dead are, are, are they they're like here now yeah um because 
instead of saying the White Walkers are coming, I mean, they've been through the, the wall and all that and, and everything, and they're here, they're on their way and whatever. Well, my one kind of question with that is, I can't remember who said it in this episode, I think it might have been John, because he's the, he's the one that's mainly talking about the White Walkers, uh, other than Tormund and that. Um, and he's he's saying that they're marching down towards the south, whereas yeah. John and everybody at Winterfell is up in the north. So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I, I found that like an interesting point for them to, to kind of make as well. So, Well, yeah, I mean, well, they've got a walk. They've got basically, well, they, they could go a slightly different route, but the army basically okay. has yeah. to walk past Winterfell pretty much. Um They've they've either got to go the army of the dead either has to go past Winterfell or or the Dreadfort essentially, um, okay. Because um, at, at the moment, like the, the there's the wall, uh, and uh, then Last Hearth, and we know they're past Last Hearth because the because right, they went they went so, through that bit. Yeah, 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 because that's that's where to, um, the the guys were when we met them. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we know they're down as far as that, and last half is slightly under halfway between uh, the wall and and the Dreadfort and Winterfell, which is sort of halfway down Westeros, basically. Okay. So although although they do say they're in the north, um, or they they're sort of I mean they are in the north, but they're they're actually they're they're probably about a third of the way down. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean they they are still very much in the north. The the army of the dead at the moment they won't have walked past Winterfell. I mean it is entirely possible that they could walk past Winterfell, but I don't think they're going to. Mm. Yeah, we shall see. Where, I mean, where I, they go I, and stuff. So yeah, I, I you know they're going to head straight for Winterfell. I rather suspect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the pre-talk we kind of want to do. We have a lot of, obviously, notes and bits and pieces and uh, other theories and things. Um, but let's take a break and do and tell you what else we've been up to. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, what did we do this week? Actor and Actress Spotlight Episode 3, talking about the wonderful Ricky Gervais. Some people don't like him, some people do, <laughs> but that's fine. I like him, and I talked about him, and uh, he's quite wide variety of uh, different TV shows and stuff that he's done. His relationship with Carl Pilkington and Stephen Merchant, and all the fun work that they've done together. Um, and of course, the impact that Afterlife kind of had on me and everything, which is on Netflix. Definitely go and check it out, work of art. Uh, so I talked about Ricky Gervais. Uh, sticking with TV stuff, I've done quite a, quite a few things this week. Um, I did my full season one review for Russian Doll, Better Late Than Never, <laughs> uh, with that one. 
Um, but yes, it was a very, very fun show and I really enjoyed that. My season one review is out there. Um, moving away from, well, sticking on Netflix, but with the old Sabrina, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, not the show, uh, Melissa Joan Hart. She's got a new show on Netflix called No Good Nick, where she's not actually the main protagonist. The main protagonist is Nick. Uh, she's a 14-year-old girl, girl who's trying to do scams and trying to, uh, uh, rob from people from ver- for various different reasons, which I can't mention because of spoilers. Uh, but uh, yes, have you ever seen a show have that kind of plot before? Where a um, where essentially a con person is a fourteen-year-old girl. Not that I remember. No, so no, me neither. Uh, so it's kind of a fascinating concept in a way. Um, but I did my episode one and episode two impressions, so one hundred one and one hundred two. So if you haven't started the show yet, watch the first two episodes. Listen to my uh, impressions review, spoiler-free and spoilers. And then if you well, if you still like uh, the show, you can finish the first season and then check out my review for the first season as well. Hopefully that gets renewed. Um, but it's only been out of, like, two days, so, uh, that's out there as well. Um, what else have we been doing? Gaming talk. Yesterday we talked about the PlayStation 5 specs. Uh, Mark Cerny, the, uh, is either the engineer or something. I can't remember his title. Uh, but he's one of the guys, uh, working on the PlayStation 5. He did an interview with Wired, uh, and they got the exclusive story on the bits and the pieces inside the PlayStation 5. Not the games, not the price, nothing like that. It's too early to for them to discuss that. But they talked about the specs of the PlayStation 5 and uh, got some interesting stuff there. Uh, EA is, is actually making another Star Wars game. It's called Fallen Order. And we talked about the teaser trailer with that as well. Yeah. Uh, and what kind of uh, mischief EA could get up to with that. Because we all know what they're yeah. like. Yeah. So, yeah, we talked about that as well. Uh, what else did we do? Uh, Star Trek Discovery had, I would say, its best episode of its entire run for 2.13 last week, um, for Such Sweet Sorrow Part 1. It will have a Part 2 this week, which will actually be the season finale this Friday, so we got something ending and something beginning. Game of Thrones is back, but Star Trek is going away until some point in the future. Uh, and it has been renewed for Season 3, so Star Trek Discovery will be finishing this week. Uh, what else have we got? The DC shows, Arrow and Flash, we've got podcasts for those. We'll be back for Legends of Tomorrow 412, and then we'll come back for the second four episodes of uh, Season 4. So we'll come back for 412, the first four episodes, and then 416, the second lot of uh, episodes for, for the uh, second half of Season 4. So we'll be back for those. Um... Yeah, video game reviews, Astrobot and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, two very different video games, but both of them are quite good, so I reviewed those as well. Uh, and uh, congratulations, David. Uh, we uh, He reached episode uh, 200 yesterday of Geek Town. Me and Bex were his co-host yesterday. And yes. We did, and we did a fun little quiz, so that was quite fun as well. Obviously, I won't give away the results. Go and listen to the podcast. It's, uh, it was quite fun to do. Um, but yes. Yeah, congratulations. Thank on, you. On Thank and you. Yes. Congratulations it was on fun. 10 years, you said, of Geek Town? Yes, well, yeah. it's it's uh, well, Geek Town's been around longer than ten years actually, but uh, ten years since I released my actually today, the day we're recording this is ten years since I released my very first podcast, which was with uh, the legendary George Decay, yes. was the uh, first podcast I ever did. But uh, yeah, so um, it's yeah, two hundred episodes of Geek Town Radio because uh, we started that. I started that show quite a bit later, but. Um, yeah, since I actually first started podcasting, it's been 10 years today. So cool. Nice. Uh, Geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio for, to listen to that. Uh, and that's what's been happening on, Ge- on Geektown and entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice. Let's move into... Uh, let's go to Winterfell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at Winterfell, um, Daenerys arrives at Winterfell alongside Jon Snow. 
Her advisors, Tyrion Lannister, Lord Varys, and uh, Miss Sandy, is how you say her name? Yes, um, I think. And head of the unsolid, uh, and head of the unsolid army, Grey Worm. Um, Daenerys is greeted uh, kind of coldly by Sansa, the townspeople, and the uh, Northern Lords, and they also get freaked out by her dragons. I thought that was pretty funny, and her look on yeah. her face of like, you know, get over it, sort of thing. Um, her having kind of a smirk on her face. Uh, the Lords are especially displeased uh, with Jon abandoning his position as the King in the North after swearing uh, fealty to a Targaryen. Um, with the news of the wall's destruction reaching Winterfell, Sansa has already ordered all the Northern Lords and their allies to retreat to Winterfell uh, and fortify it against the undead. Good luck. And fears <laughs> the arriving uh, forces might um, overstretch their supplies. Again, good luck. Um, Daenerys and Jon... Uh, let's, let's pause there because that's a quite big scene I was about to read. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do you think of the nice little opening of, of Game of Thrones? What what did you think of the uh, new intro sequence that we got? Uh, the, I mean, the intro sequence is has always been a work of art, but mm. the new one is absolutely phenomenal. I think um, the the title sequence uh, it's kind of the culmination of eight years of what they've been doing, you know, and it's got better and better each year, and it's kind of different. But the new one's just brilliant. I I thought they've done a lovely job. With yeah um in terms of the actual episode though i really like that sort of opening as i say it kind of harks back to the robert baratheon kind of turning up uh apart from much much bigger uh the stuff with the dragons was really fun and uh having because i mean it's the first time dragons have been seen in westeros in like thousands of years so or whatever it is so you know dragons kind of certainly of that size it's been thousands of years i think since they've seen dragons so yeah. Uh, that was really good. Sansa, Sansa's not happy about like just anything is she at this point. It's really funny. Um, doesn't seem to like Daenerys very much. Uh, they're not overly happy with John about abandoning his post. Essentially, um, yeah, it's that's that's going to be interesting to see where that kind of goes. I mean, it, Daenerys, I thought came a lot across quite a lot colder herself in in this than she has done in the past and i i just sort of wonder where where they're going to go with daenerys is is she going to you know because obviously events at the end of the episode you know whether that's going to send her on a completely different path that we didn't see coming or Mm. i don't know it's kind of interesting but um yeah, it's, it's it's nice to see them all back in uh, in Winterfell and all together again. Mm-hmm. I like those scenes that have been similar that they've done before, like where you know Danny is with her army um, and like the dragons are just flying overhead and just yeah you know, doing whatever. It's it makes for a nice a nice spectacle that isn't like a war kind of spectacle because the show's also good at doing that stuff as well. Obviously, but, yes. Um, but yeah, it's a nice kind of, I guess, visual spectacle as well. Um, and the show kind of showing off, like, look, we have dragons, we have all these, like, cool characters and stuff, and this, like, visually interesting sort of lands and stuff. Um, is it, it's kind of interesting that we follow um, this this young boy at the start, and he's kind of running through. Reminded me of, like, you know, when, when Bran's kind of mucking about in, was it the pilot episode? And then when... Uh, when Jamie like pushes him out the window, it was either the pilot or like close to the start of the the series, when like Bran's um, kind of Bran's kind of like running around and everything, yeah. and then he climbs well, the tower. In, in, 
in actual in actual fact, they did something similar with uh, Aria when um, Robert uh, came up. Because and Aria, because remember, if you remember when they were lining, they were lining up when um, Robert Baratheon first turns up, and they were like, "Where's Aria?" And I don't know. She, and they were going, "Oh no, she's around somewhere." And yeah. she'd been she'd been doing that thing of running through the crowd to try and see the uh, the king arriving. So it was sort of almost a callback to that, which I thought was quite good. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, Danny and John ride the dragons. He's a bit hesitant about <laughs> it, obviously, because you would be. Uh, and then they deepen their relationship. Um, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, there's, we okay. should probably talk about that individually. So yeah, there's yeah. there's a couple of things there. I mean, that as cool as it kind of was to see that and to see John riding one one of the dragons because we've talked about that before because he is Targaryen. So you know, um, we've we've kind of suggested that that would probably be one of the ways he might end up going into battle. Sort of him on one and Danny on the other. Um, that entire sequence though was a bit kind of a lad in a whole new world <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that or for the older listeners, never ending story was the, uh, the other thing that came to mind. But uh, I mean, it, it was, it was fine. And, and some of the CGI looked a bit dodgy in areas on that, which as, as well, I, I, I don't know how necessary that scene was, but it was, I mean, it was fine, but that was the one thing that kind of stood out for me. I mean, I, I kind of get why they did it, and it was quite cool to see as a sequence, but it was a little bit a whole new world, uh, I can show you the world sort of thing yeah. in it. That it, it just didn't seem to quite fit properly for me. Um, and the bit where they're landing, where they're landed as well, and they they're sort of at that waterfall, and they kiss, and they're being stared at by a dragon, <laughs> which is is like, what are you doing to my mother? You know, yeah, what's going on? So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I agree a little bit that some of the filming, like some of the shots with John on the on the dragon, were a bit like dodgy, and then I kind of thought like, okay, if you're gonna do lots of different cuts, because it wasn't from a distance, it was very very close in sort of shots. Yeah. It's kind of really difficult to film anyway, but some of it did look like some of the background with it did look slightly odd and that. Yeah. But um, because where they've previously filmed like dragon flying scenes, it's been from a bit more of a distance, so they've had like more room, I suppose, to to make it work a bit better. Yeah. Um, like more actual sort of like physical space to make it work better. Um, apparently Kit sort of struggled with it a bit as well from from what I sort of read. Yes, I read that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, which is kind of kind of funny. Um, so that was interesting, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it looked a bit difficult to film and it did look like it, it kind of came off, but there was like awkward parts to it, but it was still cool to see John, uh, ride a dragon and stuff. So, um, we'll see where that goes going forward as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I imagine like people that have read the books for a long time are waiting probably even longer for this. Uh, cause yeah. I, Cause I know what it's like to watch a show and wait for something to happen for a long time. With the I mean, dead, my so. my guess is that at some point in battle, he's going to end up riding the dragon, and it makes more sense for him to be introduced to that concept now. Yeah, if they're going to bring it up rather than in the middle of the battle, and she uh, and Daenerys goes, "Here, get on one of my dragons," <laughs> and she's got uh, "No, I'm good, right, thanks." You know, yeah. So it sort of make maybe makes more sense to introduce it now. Although, if you desperately needed something in battle, maybe it you know it it would make 
sense to i don't i don't know i it, it just it felt a little out of place in, in this episode it mm-hmm. didn't feel quite right to me but i mean it was cool to see yeah uh, you know i, I want to jump back slightly to uh Tyrion and Varys in their little conversation and some people have <laughs> said like because he makes the joke about like freezing your balls off or whatever yes um is that the last Tyrion joke of the series it's the uh, I, I hope not. About, but <laughs> I know. I hope yeah. not. I, yeah. I I hope there's there's more coming. Yeah. Uh, I I want Tyrion to make it all the way to the end. I, we, so, we all do. So yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Uh. Moving on. Arya reunites with John, uh, Gendry, and the Hound. Uh. Samuel Tarly meets uh Daenerys, who thanks him for curing, uh, Sejora of his grayscale. If you guys remember that last season. Uh, she is then forced to admit she executed his father, Randall, and his, uh, brother, Dickon. Um, so what, what did you think of the reunions from, I guess, kind of everybody? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, that was really quite lovely. Um, certainly John meeting Arya, uh, I, I thought was, was really sweet. Yeah, I like that Comparing, one. um, yeah. was it Needle and, and Longclaw? That was, that was kind of fun to see. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, <clears throat> and, and meeting Gendry again as well. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they shouldn't exactly meet the Hound, I don't think. They they kind of stared, you know, each other, right. or the she like, stared yeah, at him. You know the situation, but we'll talk about it. Because like, kind of look, because she'd assumed he was dead. I think at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was kind of interesting. Um. Sam, uh, Sansa meeting Tyrion again. That's always fun. Uh. Yeah, especially You've after got... last time. <laughs> yeah, when they met. Yeah, that was actually the greatest of uh, situations. <clears throat> um, so that that's always fun. Yeah, so that was good. Uh, but yeah, I I like the the Arya and John one and and everything like the, that. Yeah, um, um, Sam meeting Daenerys and that was beautifully played. I thought the you know because he sort of manages to keep his composure up until the point of sort of, you know, she executed the father and he, and, and she's like, yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Uh, and, and then, you know, also the brother and he, the kind of, it's more the brother, I think that he starts to be upset about. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I rather, uh, I rather like that scene. I thought that was really well played. Um, he's all, he's like, you know, the, the polite man of, I guess Westeros if yeah. you're calling that and he's like oh uh, thank you Grayson and he's like she's like if, is there anything I can do and he's like oh I'd like a pardon for these books and then yeah. like Jorah and Jorah and De- Danny look at him as to like yeah <laughs> you, you don't need to be pardoned for that sort of thing uh, and for taking the was it the sword or something um, yeah for taking the sword which yeah. I mean you know because that was it he's sort of saying oh well it would have come to me anyway and then that's when she brings up the fact that she's killed her you know her, his father and his brother yeah but, but I mean like because <laughs> he because he can't initially think of anything and then like you know we got the white walkers here and he's like oh I didn't return these books so I mean it's a Sam type of thing for him to say so I thought that was pretty good yeah uh, also John it's John Bradley isn't it the guy that plays him I think it, uh, that sounds right. Yeah, he was he was the one Game of Thrones guest at Walker Stalker that I never I never actually saw him because um, even uh, when I, even when I went past his booth, he he kept not being there. I think he was going on breaks or something. It was it was kind right. of strange. Um, so yeah, never actually got to never even got to see him. So I don't know where <laughs> he was going. Um, so yeah, that was that was interesting as well. But um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward with Sam. Obviously, he's, you know, telling the whole thing to, to join in and everything, which we'll talk about in a bit. But, yeah, uh, just a nice little kind of scene between, between those three until yeah. the whole execution stuff comes up. Yeah. Uh, King's Landing, let's move on to Evil Cersei. Uh, Kyburn, Kyburn, Kyburn. It's Kyburn. Kyburn. It? Kyburn. Uh, informs Cersei that the White Walkers have breached the wall. She doesn't seem to care, uh, which pleases uh, Cersei. Well, she's yeah, more a bit more joyous than like afraid. So, but that's Cersei for you. Uh, yeah. Euron arrives with Yara. Uh, yeah, we'll kind of talk about the the emotions there in, in a minute because there's stuff to talk about. Uh, Euron Greyjoy arrives with uh, Yara as uh, his prisoner with uh, Harry Strickland. Commander of the Golden Company. Uh, Harry brings 20,000 soldiers from the Golden Company along with 2,000 horses. There are, however, no elephants, much to Cersei's disappointment. Uh, yeah, I... Okay. Um, I, I think we should pause and talk about the, the Cersei thing with um, the White Walkers. It's interesting because, like, she... Uh, of course, her, along with a lot of other people, didn't, like, believe that they existed. And then she got shown yeah. them in Season 7 and she freaked out. But now she's, like... Not only neutral on it, but she's more like seems to be happy about it. Yeah, and I I sort of don't get where, what they're doing with that because I mean it's not like the White Walkers are suddenly going to stop and she's going to be able to defeat them. Mm -hmm. I mean, is she really that ridiculously overconfident that she can take them down? I, um, I mean, you know, did, or does she think the North? Yeah, does she think the North is going to be able to stop them, and uh, and you know it will just thin all the North numbers, therefore they're not a threat to her, but they'll be able to be stopped up North? Or I I, I just want to know what's going through her head at this point because you've got this army of undead coming towards you. Whether and the thing with the that army of White Walkers and the Night King is whether they. Um, win or lose a battle, it's still almost like they're winning because every person that dies on the opposing side gets back up again and fights for you. So yeah, just switch your sides. Yeah. yeah, just switch your sides. So I mean, they're a very very difficult em enemy to defeat. And whilst she might be sat on a pile of wildfire, which we know she is, <clears throat> one she'll probably end up destroying the city to do it and then what's she going to rule? Uh, and we don't even know whether wildfire is going to like wipe them out. And I think there's a fair chance that it wouldn't wipe out all the white walkers. So I don't know. I'm, I, I'm trying to work out what's going through her head I, or is she gone full mad queen at this point? Maybe. I think the thing is to me, <clears throat> it was interesting to see her reaction when she saw that, that one white walker and she freaked out. Yeah, yeah. I want her to. See, I want to see her look look on her face uh, when she sees the army of the dead, like the the full lot of yeah. them, and then realizes because she. I don't think she would know about the dragon, would she? Because Danny didn't even know until. Uh, no, she won't know they had the episode. They have the dragon. No, no, so once she, I think once she learns about those two things, like how big this army really is, and hey, you were freaked out by one. Here's like two thousand or however yeah. many there is there, I, and plus they have a dragon and all this stuff. It will hopefully change her mind a bit. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter because we kind of want her to die, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, twenty twenty thousand cell swords and two thousand horses. Even if you had some elephants, Cersei, I don't think he's going to do much about against an army of like a hundred thousand or whatever it is. I mean, it's right. it's just 
not. So deluded, I think, is what she is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, there's no elephants, much to Cersei's disappointment. Uh, Euron uses his de- deeds to convince Cersei to, well, to, to have to have what he wanted out of her, basically. <laughs> um, Relations. And, 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 to quote, <laughs> and to quote, put a king in your belly. That's yeah. a nice way to sort of phrase that. Uh, yeah. Usually with nice couples, it's let's have a child together. No, I want to put a king in your belly. Uh, yes. So, yeah, there's that as well. Uh, obviously, it's kind of like a sort of power statement from him, though, because obviously that was yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, to put his own sort of son yeah. in there, literally. So, <laughs> uh, Euron insists that he will... Uh, what, what do you think of, of Euron at the moment? I really dislike Euron. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's a horrendous, horrible character, mm. and the sooner that he gets his head lopped off, the better. <laughs> um, I'd, I've never really liked Euron as a character. He's always been, you know just always out for himself never really particularly just not i mean not likable he's he's almost pantomime villain really at this point and i will be quite happy when he's kind of dead yeah. so uh so where are we with that uh Euron insists that he will yeah impregnate cersei uh who appears to be visibly upset when he leaves the room i mean visibly upset i mean she's got some she's thinking about something mm. but, uh yeah, it's it's hard to read in that particular scene. It's hard to kind yeah. of read her face. Yeah, I, I'm yes, I'm not entirely. I don't think she's upset at Euron leaving particularly. Right, I so she's didn't. Yeah, planning something, thinking about something. We just don't know what it is. So yeah, uh, she's almost become the. I, I want to say the new little finger in a way, because like he was always planning and scheming stuff, and now that he's dead, and ignore the theories. We saw him get his throat slit. Oh yeah, no, he's on the floor. Yeah, he's definitely dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, she's kind of replaced him in, in that, not exactly in the same way, because not quite the same character, but in terms of the, we don't know what they're planning or thinking sort of character. Yeah. Uh, he's sort yeah. Of, she sort of replaced him in that way. Uh, but moving on, in one of the capital's, uh, brothel houses, Quiburn uh, visits Bronn and presents yes. him with Joffrey's crossbow, which they've had hanging around for, for a little bit. Uh, Cersei has asked Bronn to travel north and find and assassinate both Jaime and Tyrion, so the, her, her brothers. Uh, what a nice sister. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then he has to leave his, his woman or whatever is going on. <laughs> that and, was, uh, that was quite a funny scene. That, yeah. that was, uh, you, with Kyber looks at one of the girl, the girls are leaving, and he goes, "She'll, she'll die of the pox soon." And he's like, "Which girl?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, a lot funny. of people seem to like Bronn. Like, oh, I want him to have success and have his castle and all this sort of stuff, and he's nice. And I, I'm on the complete opposite kind of end of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I do quite like. I think Bronn has some great lines. Uh, I think he is quite an entertaining character. I'm, yeah, I, but he is. If he he does sort of fight as a character, he he will fight for basically whoever pays him usually. So this is going to be interesting yeah. to see whether he turns up. I I don't see him killing Jamie or Tyrion, not the Order of Cersei. I no. I, I think I, I don't know whether he's going to make it to the end of the series, but I don't see him killing either of them. I I sort of or if he does, he's going to die trying. So, yeah, I think that's. But I, I think <clears throat> that seem, you know, he he always he remember there was always that thing about um, Tyrion saying to him years ago, 
if if anybody offers you money to kill me, come to me first, and I'll pay him more. So, <laughs> I, I you know, he's sort of honor bound to go and tell Tyrion that he's been you know, or give Tyrion a chance to survive, uh, even if he did decide to go through with it. So we'll see, but yeah. I I don't think he's going to try. My my guess would be that he's going to just fail doing it. So. Yeah, he's either going to fail. He's either going to f- stupidly try and he'll fail doing it, or because I don't I don't see Bron being the person to take down Jamie or, or Tyrion. That would seem like an odd choice for the character to take down mm. one of the major. So yeah, I I, I don't see that happening. He, he may change sides and uh, go and team up with Jamie and Tyrion again, but. I I don't know. I I don't think he's stupid enough to try it. Yeah, we'll see. We, shall, we shall see. Uh, in the narrow sea, after sailing from Dragonstone with his ship crew, uh, Theon secretly boards Euron's flagship. I like the way they did this. You just see these men on this ship, and then suddenly, like an arrow gets stuck in the is yeah. the eye or the head or something. And then cause I was like, "Oh, where, where where did that come from?" And then you just start seeing a dozen of them start taking out all the guys uh, on the ship. Um, but yeah, Theon uh, secretly boards Euron's uh, flagship in the night, uh, kills a group of his his uncle's men, and frees. Uh, families aren't very nice to each other in the show, are they? No, K- certainly K- the great your uncles, yeah. trying to kill your brothers, and all that other sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're if you're a Lannister. Great Greyjoys are, but yeah, <laughs> Lannisters are particularly the Greyjoys have not been particularly pleasant to each other. Yeah, Starks are the nice ones. So yeah. Um. Yeah, he kills a group of his uncle's men and frees his sister Yara. At least somebody's nice to somebody in their family. Yes. In the show, uh, Freeze Yara, Yara decides to retake the Iron Islands while uh, Euron is distracted by uh, matters in King's Landing. <laughs> well, is that what we're referring to Cersei as matters? <laughs> yeah. Uh, while Theon decides to journey to Winterfell uh, to fight the undead with Danny and the Starks, um, a lot of people said they felt like this was quite rushed. It it did feel very rushed. Rushed, I think, this particular segment. But I I don't think it needed necessarily to be any longer. Um, but it was a fairly quick scene of just sort of oh here's what the Greyjoys are doing, and then we're off again. So I mean, I yeah, I can see why people felt it was rushed. But I I don't think it necessarily needed to be some massive set piece. It got yeah. the idea across. I, I think with the bigger focuses of the season, which is who's on the throne and what happens with the army yeah. of the dead. This exactly. isn't one of the bigger things that needs to like get a massive sort of resolution, but it's nice that we, I mean, we got it resolved and um, yeah, we can kind of, because she got captured in what, the premiere of season seven, the first uh, episode, oh, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, so it's it's been going on a while and I guess they just wanted to just sort of finish it off, but I, I don't mind too much, so. Yeah, um, and, and I mean, all we're really doing with that is, being able to get you know Yara back to the Iron Islands, uh, Theon back to Winterfell, so he's there for the battle. That's yeah, presumably set, set everybody on their course. So it's, I mean, you know, that was a pure setup piece to be able to kind of move pieces around in the in the show. Uh, so uh, it needed to be in there, but it didn't particularly need to be a hugely long scene at this point. I don't think it's mm-hmm. just to kind of move people around. I think it it's not like we got sort of smash cuts to like. Uh, okay, men taken out, and then you know they they could they could have like really sped through it if if they they needed to, but um, yeah. I think that the pace they did was like just fine. It wasn't like too massively quick. Yeah, I uh, can understand why people might want to see a bit more of those characters if they like those characters, but I I think it was probably you know a suitable length for what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. 
so where are we now? At last, uh, Hearth. Uh, yeah. Tormund and uh, Beric, having survived the fall of Eastwatch, uh, lead their party into uh, House of Umbra's seat of uh, last Hearth. After uh, already um, being attacked by the by the dead and stuff, they encounter um, Dolores Ed, who had evacuated the Night's Watch from Castle Black. They find a uh, young Lord Ned Umbar who has been uh, evacuating last half's um, inhabitants, um, dead and nailed to the wall. So is this the boy from the first shot of the yeah? Episode? This is yeah, this I is the boy is. from from earlier on. Uh, that wasn't necessarily all that I, I got it, but I know there are some people that didn't. It, this was the this was the uh, Lord Umber who is is the young kid that you see earlier on that's in Winterfell, and they sort of send him back to go and. I don't know, raise an army or raise his bannerman or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That um, they, he think he asked for some. He steps out and asks for some horses or something, and they sort of send him off. But yes, it's the same kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, he he died. So uh, yes, and he's surrounded by limbs on the wall, which makes some sort of like symbol. Uh, Tormund declares that they must reach uh, Winterfell before the Night King, uh, and in the child reanimates and uh, they're forced to, to burn him because yes. otherwise it will they will kill him so, yes. or he will kill them very, rather very artistic the night king <laughs> yeah I mean I'm not, not entirely sure of his choice of uh, uh, crafting material but you know he's he's very artistic you know you've got these nice patterns and <laughs> so uh, yeah that that was a particularly disturbing scene. I thought. Yeah. Um, Have we ever seen the Night King do something like? We've we've seen him do patterns before. before. In the um in the north, he's done patterns before with uh, the bodies of uh, dead um, Night's Watch people. He's done. He's made patterns like that before in the on in the snow and stuff out of limbs. So, you know, it, apparently it's a hobby. <laughs> it's something he quite likes to do. Um, and uh yeah so we have seen him do stuff like this before not with a live body stabbed through like you know the chest in the middle of it i don't think we've we've seen exactly that before but we have seen him do patterns with limbs before so uh yes mm-hmm. Inter- interesting craft project yeah uh brand instructs uh an angered and heartbroken sam because of the early news to tell uh john about his true targaryen uh targaryen Heritage. Sam reluctantly complies alone uh, in with John in the crypts. Sam reveals that John is the son of uh, Rhaegar Targaryen and Diana Stark, uh, and thus the rightful um, head heir to the throne. Not heir, heir yes. to the throne. Uh, and um, yeah, Jamie arrives at Winterfell and encounters Bran in the courtyard. But let's jump back to John. I I really think yeah. it's gonna be. Um, the situation of i mean because john didn't even really want to be king in the north so being like you know the the heir to the iron throne i can i can quite easily see him saying to danny like look even though i'm supposed to be the heir to the iron throne i mean they gotta get past the fact that you know they're auntie and nephew first but <laughs> um because <laughs> they still don't know that but or she doesn't whatever um but once they get past that stuff I I do think that John's just going to say, look, even though I'm the rightful heir to the throne, you've been like working for this or whatever, and I'm like with you on the on this journey and stuff, and just to say to her, like, 
you have the throne sort of thing because it really yeah john well john really doesn't want any of this does he so no i mean i i think that will be john's attitude even if he tells daenerys um which i mean i i think it would actually be a mistake not to tell daenerys because i think if you went to daenerys and sort and sort of said look i have i've been told this uh there she of course i mean daenerys and john haven't actually seen any proof of this we can assume that it's written in one of the books but uh, that that sam stole um but there's still no actual proof of it, really, other than it being written in one of the books and the fact that Bran says it's so. Um, but so I, 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 I mean, I don't know. Even if he tells Daenerys about it, I, I do suspect you're right. I think he, he will be like, look, I don't want the throne. Um, but it may end up being a. It makes it more likely that if the pair did get married, even though they are aunt and like nephew if they got married that's not unheard of with targaryens you know uh that sort of level of incest so i i think it would sort of make sense if the pair got married and ruled together because that also helps unite the north and i mean although what whether the north will like the fact that he's a targaryen i don't know uh but his sister is you know the lady of winterfell as well so or the person that he thinks of as his sister. I mean, that's where it all gets a bit complicated. It depends if they still see him as sort of Jon Snow, Jon Stark, Aegon a- Targaryen, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's it's tricky. Um, so, I, I mean, I thought the scene itself was done quite well, and it was nice that they did it in the crypts because a lot of that conversation that he had with Ned was took place in the crypts. Um, you know, and it's where all the all the relatives are, and that sort of stuff, and it's where Liana is as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, is I, I thought that was quite nicely done. Uh, the conversation with, between Bran and Sam was quite funny. So, Bran, this episode, I'm I'm not entirely convinced. Somebody just didn't wheel him out to the courtyard and then just left him there because you never saw him anywhere else the entire time he seemed to be sat in that courtyard just watching things happen and i mean i'm assuming this happened all in one day and they didn't just leave him out overnight i mean i'm hoping they're going to move him around a bit in the further you know in in next episodes and not just kind of leave him like in that courtyard the entire time uh because it did feel like they just kind of wheeled him there and just walked off and left him so yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it's interesting with with Bran. Um, it's interesting because somebody asked. Uh, I think it's Isaac something who who plays him. Um, somebody asked him uh, at Walker Stalker like, why do you think Bran has essentially become emotionless? And he sort of said, um, because of all the information that I he, he was kind of guessing, essentially, or giving us an answer in terms of it sounded like he he was guessing. Uh, and he was basically saying, like, because Bran's got all this, like, memories and, and all the, all these things that are sort of happening with him, that it's just kind of overwhelmed him and just sort of shut yeah. him down almost, which, which makes I, that sense. That sort of makes sense. So, if, uh, yeah, it does make sense. The I mean, Three-Eyed Raven stuff and, and all that. Yeah, if you've basically got access to all the knowledge of, you know, um, what's happening in the present, everything that's happened in the past, you see a lot of different connections. Like, sort of... Yeah, be, getting shut down 
so you're not having to process absolutely every single little emotion that's coming up from everything you're seeing sort of makes sense to me mm-hmm. so i kind of get that uh yeah it's but that was that was sort of interesting seeing that and i think sam was probably the right person to go and tell john because he was the only person that john would probably listen to in that particular case right. but plus, he, plus you had the nice reunion there as well so yeah uh, that softened the blow slightly yeah it is it is difficult to know exactly what john's going to do at this point i have this feeling that he may try not to tell daenerys at all but and, and i think in that conversation i i you know he was he was processing the fact of who he's you know the the that he'd been betrayed or felt he might have been betrayed by his uh father ned stark and you know the fact that he's not his father and and processing that basically his whole life up until this point had been somewhat of a lie um i think he's processing all that i don't think he's even processed the fact that he is actually related to daenerys i i don't think that certainly at that point had completely crossed his mind um no he he didn't come out as that anyway so Mm -hmm. we'll have to see how that plays out next episode yeah yeah they got some stuff to sort out there so um but i i still go with the thing that john will uh, you know if he if he does live and stuff because we still got the possibility of these characters dying um that he will just say to danny look i'm i'm apparently the rightful heir but i don't want to be or whatever and this is essentially to say to her like this is your throne and like i'm still gonna sort of you know be with you and all that sort of stuff uh obviously depends what they think of their relation i suppose um but to sort of just go along with with it in that way and then kind of just go from there i mean i'm kind of predicting on, on like quite a basic level but we'll just have to wait and see what happens when uh yeah things get revealed a bit more so um yeah and then yeah jamie arriving in uh winterfell and encounters bran more well, sort of they they stare <laughs> at each other isn't it it's another stare back and forth kind of thing yeah um, they do that a lot on like network tv where a character will say something or or they will meet and they will have had like an awkward past and yeah. then like you'll get this two second scene of like an awkward pause between the two it was a little bit like one of those kinds of scenes um like with with the with the dragon and with john and this one with um jamie and and Bran, them sort of looking at each other uh but yeah they are going to have i suppose an interesting conversation but i it's not like Bran's gonna go over to him and start shouting stuff or whatever it doesn't seem like Bran. it doesn't seem like i don't think Bran cares at the moment you know i and and you i i think Bran reaction i think at this point would be if you hadn't pushed me out that window i wouldn't be the person i am today you know i wouldn't probably become the three-eyed raven yeah so i maybe that's that's sort of or maybe bran already knows what's going to happen to jamie and he's just like yeah i don't really need to worry about him too much Maybe. maybe. So, uh and that's the end of the episode so um yeah. we only have five episodes of game of thrones left no uh, i don't mean to upset anybody but uh, yeah i'm not hbo so um <laughs> Uh, so that's the end of the episode uh, we do have some feedback you can send your questions comments theories any of that sort of stuff Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalkuk there's the contact page and there's also the information in your show notes in your show notes Harry uh, so Matt talked in the preview about not there not being too much more politics and negotiating but this episode still had quite a bit how do you see this going forward I think by 
by the time they have the first battle, the things that kind of stuff will sort of die off a little bit. You've still got the you've got two kind of different things where you've got the negotiating of of things that are still happening and and the discussions of things that are still happening, and then you've got the actual resolutions as to okay who's going to lead what and where and that sort of stuff. Um, but that might have to wait until after the battle with the army of the yeah, dead because I... you know if like let's say that they say um john is is again the king in the north or something and then he dies and then they gotta sort that out again or, or something it, it depends when they have the first battle and what happens after that but because but because there was no battle and they was all kind of meeting up and discussing things you did happen to get more of it so yeah i mean i would say uh i i i think almost certainly as i said before there are two battle sequences i'm almost certain that one will come in the third episode and i I suspect that will be the arrival of of the army in the north uh there will then be another battle on the fifth episode there are two reasons i think that one is um three five and six are the three longest episodes Mm -hmm. Um, and three and five are directed by Miguel Sapanchik, I think is his name, who is the guy that directed Battle of the Bastards. So okay. those those two episodes, and then the others, the other three are David Nutter and uh, then uh, David Ben Benesoff and uh, DB Weiss are doing the finale. So um, those two episodes, I I think almost certainly are going to be the big battles. Um, and it would make sense if they're dealing with the uh, the White Walkers and stuff. I'm that may be almost concluded in the third episode, and then the fifth episode could be a battle for the throne. That mm-hmm. would be possibly how I I would see it. Yeah, but You've still got we'll... the uh, Clay Game Ball to happen. That that will yeah take time. I don't imagine yeah. that'll be a whole episode, but it'll be at least a no. I, that time, will so. probably be part of episode five. I would have thought. Right. Uh, yeah. So I I I'm guessing those are going to be the two big things because it's unlike it's unlikely that that last episode is going to be a full battle thing. I I think that's a lot of that episode is going to be you know tying up all the loose ends and making it you know just seeing who actually ends up on the throne but i and, think the two battle episodes are going to be three and five and and three i suspect will be the one versus the night king yeah um they've said that about the 45 minute battle sequence in the finale um i think like once you do whatever battle that is and then you'll just wrap up the story because you still have to do that so um that yeah i be. it may be that that battle sequence is actually the one in episode three I don't know. Maybe. It might not be the final battle. It might be the Night King battle. Uh, and I mean, I don't know this. I'm, I'm just guessing at okay. the moment. But yeah. those are those are certainly the two episodes that I would assume the battle sequences are in a, a three and five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there'll be a bit of a lull on four. But yeah, so we'll we'll have to see. But uh, I I think it makes sense that maybe you're you're gonna do it that way and uh or maybe there is one battle with the night king and they get defeated and then there is another battle with the night king and everybody in the fifth episode mm-hmm. so yeah um but yeah episode two is is next to 
yes. and then we got five left. So, uh, Jason yeah. says, so from the look that Arya gave, it still seems like she wants to kill the Hound. I, I think they want to kill each other by the looks of things. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't do it, maybe because Gendry was there, etc. When do you see their confrontation happening? Um, probably, <sighs> probably later. I yeah, but I I'm not entirely convinced whether she will decide to kill the hound. I think after everything Arya's been through, she I, I I didn't get that from certainly from Arya. I mean the the hound's always got a grumpy look on his face, so you can't really tell either way. But from Arya, I I sort of thought maybe it is more a case of she was just shocked to fact to see him alive more than anything else. Yeah. I think they both were. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they were more just shocked to see each other rather than it actually being, you know, her definitely wanting to kill him at this point. Yeah. Uh, Plus, I didn't didn't expect them to fight right then and there, sort of in front of each other, in front of Gendry. In front of Gendry. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with with those two. Um, There's still a lot of, like, waiting and seeing for things to happen, but once certain things do start unfolding and we start getting battles, then we can. Yeah, uh, I guess kind of move forward. Plus, we've only got five episodes left, so uh, they have to kind of do do stuff soon as well. But I mean, this was like a settle back in, like yeah. it's been we've been away for two years, and let's do some reunions and stuff. So, um, yeah, some people were disappointed, but I I wasn't. I I think this was a great episode. No, I so. I think it's it's difficult. It's always going to be slightly difficult to live up to the hype um, when right. you've when got a show like this. Show on TV, yeah. Yeah, when you're the biggest show on TV, it's going to be very difficult. And it's been two years and, you know, people have been waiting and they're desperate fans of it. And, <laughs> you know, so uh, it is always going to be quite difficult. Um, I I think, like I say, there were a couple of bits like the uh, the Hona World dragon sequence and stuff. But um, the the rest of it, yeah, I, it was all settling back in. And, and I think you sort of needed to do that and you needed to have some of the reunions. There is stuff that needed to happen this episode, which it did. So um, you've got another 60 minute episode next week. And then you've got the third episode, which is going to be fairly spectacular. I suspect uh, first two episodes are written by different people. Actually, the Dave Hill wrote, the, wrote that one. You've got Brian Cogman writing the second one. The last four episodes are written by David Benioff and, uh, db wise so all four, which, of them. all four of the last four episodes just um, by different directors you you said yeah different well it's they, as i say uh the the they are bouncing between uh miguel who's doing three and five um and he's the guy that did battle of the bastards and uh david nutter is doing two and four and he did the first one as well and he's the other massive emmy winning director for the show as well i can't remember which episodes he did but he's won Epi- emmys for the show as well and then uh david and db are doing are directing and writing the sixth episode cool. themselves so nice all right well we'll see what game of thrones has got for us next week now that we've kind of settled back in uh but thank you all very much for listening you can find all the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org don't forget to go and check out episode 200 of geek town uh geek yes. and geek town radio uh, if you want to support this podcast, support Entertainment Talk, patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards for free reviews of your choice. Amazon affiliate link if you'd like to shop on Amazon. Uh, we'll get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review, and subscribe to those, including Ge- Geek Town. Uh, if it, and if you want to rate and review a specific feed, uh, please do this one at the moment because it's Game of Thrones and it's big and a lot of people watch it. So that will help us out as well. Yeah. Uh, 
If you don't want to mess around with any of that stuff, simply tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. And not if, but when you see people talking about Game of Thrones because it's already started. <laughs> um, be sure to tell those people about the website and the iTunes feeds and obviously this this specific podcast as well because that's what they're talking about uh but you can share the post on facebook retweet them on twitter put them in different facebook groups as well so that helps us out uh video games if you want to watch me robert or david play different video games me and david have got twitch streaming channels robert's got one on mixer thank you all very much for listening and we will see you for episode two or the next thing that we got i've got something coming out tomorrow as well so uh that'll be fun uh thank you all very much for listening and i'll see you next time goodbye bye Welcome to Reviewing Westeros. It is... Uh, it is uh. <laughs> Try that again. That happens when you get older. Uh, yes. <laughs>